0: I would say that my witty little comments is all an approach to grow a relationship. Not that I think at some point someone will be able to do something for me or I'll be able to monetize it, but maybe I'll be able to do something for them. I'll never have enough friends.
1: Hey, this is Heath Paget, and welcome to the RV Entrepreneur Podcast, episode 113. The RV Entrepreneur is a weekly podcast for nomadic entrepreneurs, and on today's episode, I'm interviewing a guy named Damian Ross. Damian was formerly the head of marketing for a large mattress manufacturer and then left that company to go start his own agency. And now he is RVing across the country in his fifth wheel with his best friend, Nikki, while they work in business development role for a company called Social Media Examiner. If you've never heard of Social Media Examiner, they have a podcast, a really huge conference, and they just put out a lot of really awesome content on how to leverage social media to grow your business, to grow a personal brand, or accomplish whatever goals you have in life that can take place on social media. I'm recording today's episode from my hometown in Mont Bellevue, Texas, if you've never heard of that. You probably never heard <laughs> of that. I uh, just got done running and I am actually going to be running my first half marathon. That's a big goal that I have for next year. I've always wanted to run a half marathon or just a longer race. And I've found one of my biggest struggles in ERV has just been to stay in good shape while we've been traveling. And it's totally an excuse. There's nothing inhibiting me from running, but just kind of a side note, fun fact, what's happening in our lives right now. We're here at my parents and going to Fredericksburg for two months to prep for the RV Entrepreneur Summit, uh, which we talk about a little bit in today's episode with Damien because he does a lot for Social Media Examiners Conference, which I believe he said is like 5,000 people. So crazy, way bigger than the event that we host. But a few things that we talk about in this episode is how to network without motives and meet really, really cool people at conferences and on social media. I found that a lot of people do this, both of these things on social media, connecting with people and at conferences. It can be done in a really sleazy way. A lot of times you meet people and you can just tell when somebody has these ulterior motives. But something that I've learned looking back on this year, something that was really a big game changer for us this year, was going to in-person events and also hosting our own. We've connected with a lot of people on social media. And you can kind of build a rapport with them online, you know, like Instagram messaging or Twitter messaging But something that I've really, it's just brought home to me a lot in the past year has been that you can talk to somebody for three years, but meeting them at a conference for a half a day or just an hour goes so much a longer way. The amount of rapport that we've built with clients, uh, like clients like Winnebago, and also our first big contract for campground booking, before we had even secured the contract, I flew up there to Canada, to Ottawa, to meet uh, their team and to present in front of the board, Uh, for the company that hired us and so I just it's been a big theme for us in 2017 is the power of being in person and so what we dig into today is how to make the most of in-person events and connect with the people that you want to connect with online or in person. Today's episode is sponsored by WeBoost. I want to thank today's sponsor WeBoost and the new 4GX RV cell phone booster. This cell phone booster is something I wish we would have picked up the day we bought our RV because I can't tell you how many times over the past three years we were in truly beautiful places outside of national or state parks, but we had to leave early because there was only one to two bars of Verizon and we couldn't get any work done or it wasn't fast enough to record a podcast over Skype, which is kind of a big deal. The 4GX RV cell booster can take that signal, multiply it up to 32X and then rebroadcast it throughout the entire RV to give us a significant boost in internet speed. This means more time in beautiful places and faster internet wherever we go. WeBoost's new cell phone booster is made specifically for RVs, and if you want to receive a 10% discount, you can reach out and email me directly, heath at campgroundbooking.com, and I'll hook you up with that discount code. Go to weboost.com to learn more about their cell phone boosters. Damien, thanks for being on the podcast, Sunday, man. Hey, thanks for having me. And he also, he coaches self-help workshops across the country for people that want to grow epic beards and intimidate people.
0: (laughs) That's just, I don't know if I'm actually doing that (laughs) anymore as much as I've just, uh, you know, one beard at a time.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The last part is totally false, but he has an epic beard. Uh, Yeah. You probably get a lot of compliments on the beard, huh?
0: You know what? It's the first thing I've ever gotten compliments equally from both men and women. And really, and I'm, you know, I don't mean that if you get to see my profile, ladies and gentlemen, this is not a good looking guy that we're talking about. This is just me. (laughs) But for whatever reason, it's the first thing I've ever had where people just start touching it
1: like it's okay. Like, it's like, hey, it's like like having a baby bump for a guy.
0: It's very bizarre. I'm like, okay, this is not cool. But whatever. Yeah, no, I'm digging it. You know, especially when I'm not doing uh, a lot of sales calls. Um, It's okay for me to grow it out.
1: It's a good beard era. It's a good era to have a beard.
0: It is and it isn't. So originally from Los Angeles, we having a beard and like a flannel shirt meant you probably still didn't know how to change a tire. And so that was kind of scary that it became a little bit of a you know a hipster kind of trendy thing. And I've been rocking a beard for a long time. But now everyone's rocking beards and tats, so now yeah. I'm just trendy as can be.
1: Yeah, it was you were you were doing it before it was cool. So if we met today, Damien, and you and I have interacted a good bit on on social media, which is what we're gonna talk a little bit about today, but if we just met today how would you describe what you're currently doing in your life right now, both in work and in travel?
0: Yeah, so for work, I work for a company called Social Media Examiner, and we host an event every year called Social Media Marketing World. I really work for basically the conference itself. And so I do business development for them. And so that's my day-in, day-out job. I'm traveling full-time in a fifth-wheel RV with my best friend Nikki, like you said. And um, we kind of came up with this idea probably – I wanna say January of two thousand seventeen and by June of one of two thousand seventeen we were in it and on our way. And so it went pretty quick from wanting to move out of California and you know, originally our eyes were on Texas. I think the whole fixer upper kind of craze.
1: <laughs> they have singly built Waco's economy.
0: Yeah, I think that's why they're canceling the show, is that Waco can't handle anymore.
1: You know, it's just it's overpopulated. They're getting like thirty thousand people visiting there a week. And I'm pulling those stats out of my butt, but I think I heard that somewhere and it sounds right, so I'm gonna go with it.
0: I think you are, which is like, that's like 150 X of a Starbucks. It's insane. So, um, yeah, I knew I wanted to go to California. I didn't know where I wanted to go. Originally I was thinking Texas, but then I thought, you know, what? what if we did this? I went to an RV show, walked into a fifth wheel and was like, okay, I figured out this is where I want to be. I also have kind of a, a back end idea of, you know, I have a, an 18-year-old that's gray-shirting. If you're not sure what a gray shirt is, it's kind of your pre-year before college. So he can catch up in age. He graduated 17, almost 6'8". He's playing basketball. And it allows me then to, whenever he decides where he wants to go to school, I can easily kind of make my way during basketball season in that town and be able to, you know, stay for most of his home games and then even travel. So there's a little bit of that, the idea of this lifestyle. But I've been in California 38 of my 46 years, and I'd only lived in Boston and New York besides that. So if you didn't have a subway, I didn't live in your town. I've stayed away from big cities. I'm just in you know small little communities with uh, water and good cell service.
1: I love it. So uh, you guys have been on the road now for a little over six months, and uh, how has it been so far?
0: It's good. I mean, this is how I met you and got on, you know, you got on my radar was trying to figure out, you know, how do you really become a digital nomad and what really goes into play there? And there's a couple of different groups. And obviously yours is one, your podcast was kind of a big help, even though I wasn't you know, necessarily an entrepreneur, I was still working on the road. And that was part of it. I would say that we went way too fast in the beginning, I had to get to a conference in Boston in September. So we left in June, we did kind of a a three-week tour, and then went back into California because I had to be there for VidCon, which I learned a lesson, like, there's no reason to go back to California. <laughs> and, you know, from the standpoint of trying to bring the rig in there and stay there, our, our June costs were three times what they are now, just because we stayed in that kind of West Coast kind of area. So I learned that a lot. I think I completely under-budgeted what it would cost, and then that hurt us the first three months. But then I've learned, like, how to do things and get more value from, you know, whether it be reading what you guys have to offer, what your wife is putting out there to listening to the show to then obviously finding other groups and connecting with people uh, has been a huge help. If you're in this lifestyle, get into some RV groups for sure. There's so many great questions you can ask. And so we've been doing it six months. I think we did 20 states in like 20 weeks, which was, wow. yeah, it was a little too much. And so now like Florida, we're going to be in Florida. I'm in Florida right now. We're going to be in Florida for the whole month of December. And that pace is a lot better for sure.
1: Yeah. Was it kind of interesting to start thinking about traveling in an RV and then kind of stumble into a community of people who were not having the same conversation as what's happening over at Social Media Examiner, but kind of having relevant conversations? Like, how do you how do you make engaging content? How do you uh, operate a business that you can do from anywhere kind of thing? Like, was that kind of an interesting thing that you wouldn't have thought before, like when you thought of RVs?
0: Yeah, I I guess I didn't really think that there would be so many people wanting to create content in and around their trip. I mean, originally I was like, oh, I'm going to blow it out the park with all the content I'm going to create. And I realized it was kind of a a dime, a dozen. But I feel like everyone is still trying to either do two things. They're trying to either grow their business or who they work for while they're doing this full time, or they're trying to stay really connected and engaged with their family and friends. So they have that kind of relationship as well, too. So social, obviously, I don't know if I would do this trip with or without social. I couldn't do it without internet, for sure. But social has been a big part of one, getting to know the community and two, staying in contact with family and friends just in a way that I wouldn't be able to I think I'd feel way too isolated without it.
1: Yeah. So you got plugged into Social Media Examiner and I've listened to podcast before, very familiar with the community. I haven't been to the, the summit yet, but it's a 5,000 person conference that you guys will have this year for Social Media Examiner. And you're around some of the top knowledge, thought leaders and conversation around social media. So I thought that was interesting. And we were talking about this a little bit earlier, and I'm sure there's so many things that you could kind of pull away from what you've learned from that whole community. But You know, when we were chatting on the phone earlier, I thought it was just interesting. We were talking about like us kind of building a little bit of rapport just even on Instagram and kind of how like you've went about, you know, like responding with witty stuff on like our Instagram for a long time. And I was trying to get connected to uh, Pat Flynn and you had reached out and like, oh, he's speaking. We should connect you or something like that. I don't know. So it's just like kind of been an it was kind of interesting conversation that we were having just around like the approach and thought process of building relationships online.
0: Yeah, so for me, I think what kind of hit home is just a reminder is that I went to social media marketing world in 2013. I want to say there was sub a thousand people there. It was a pretty expensive ticket. I mean, I got the employer that I was working for at the time, mattress manufacturer that had eight retail locations in Southern California, to kind of pay my ticket, even though they didn't really believe in social media at the time. I might have even lied and just said it was a digital marketing conference, just so <laughs> you know what I mean, like like that kind of a thing, and got the ticket and went. And I did the whole conference thing completely wrong. I literally just went there and just did every session I could and just wrote notes like crazy and didn't put anything into networking or even having fun. I just went there like and treated it like school, which was terrible. But when I was done, about six months later, all this stuff that I've written down, all these ideas that came up and all these just you know really great practical things that you could do to grow the business and how it was working, I called the founder, Michael Stelzner, of Social Media Examiner and Social Media Marketing World. and was like, hey, can I come down to San Diego in a bring you some gifts, man. I just want to say thanks. And he was like, what? Okay. And so I did, I brought him like, I want to say like a thousand dollars with the pillows. And you know, if you've ever had bamboo sheets, they're the greatest sheets in the world because they keep you warm when it's hot and they keep you cold when it's cold. I can't explain it. I never have tried to. I just tell people they're worth the 200 bucks or whatever they cost. And I brought all this stuff down to him and he was just like, well, what do you want for this? And this was, before there was any kind of influencer marketing, I was like, I just want to say thanks, man. Like, I I just got a huge raise in promotion. I was, you know, digital media manager, and I became director of marketing for this company. I got a huge budget, all because of, and I got, was able to get a staff, all because of the things I learned at Social Media Marketing World. And, you know, he took the stuff, said thanks, and we kind of went our way, and we did. We have, I would say that my witty little comments is all an approach to grow a relationship. Not that I think at some point, Someone will be able to do something for me or I'll be able to monetize it But maybe I'll be able to do something for them. I'll never have enough friends. You know what I mean? Like I don't really believe in that. I'll ever cap out there's no reason not to be of service and pay it forward in a way and When a volunteer position came up to the 2016 show, you know, I was no longer working For the mattress company. I was kind of out on my own my own little agency. I mean solopreneur I just didn't have the money for the ticket. So I reached out and was like, do you need a volunteer? They said, sure. They signed me up, not with any influence from the founder. And I walk in that room and he's like, hey, Damien, oh my gosh, you're here. That's rad. Because maybe we just didn't connect as much in 14 and 15 while being at the conference with it growing. And believe it or not, one day later, there's like an opportunity for a job. And he was like, hey, let me put you in contact. And we stayed in contact and talked and they were trying to develop it. And I I took a job, got out of the agency and took a job with uh, a company that I thought I'd be able to go to remote with. And was really excited about being remote as opposed to working in an office. And they hit me up and they hired me in October of two thousand
1: sixteen and I haven't looked back. That's awesome. So I pull pull a lot of things from that. But I mean we could get hit up by people and like we have I guess people that we're kind of like acquaintances or contacts with online or maybe we've had in-person interaction or maybe we haven't. But every time they reach out to me, I literally know that they're asking for something, which is just not a good feeling. Like even if they're person, somebody who I would have liked to have worked with for whatever reason, it's like you can just tell that there's like totally a one-way relationship happening there. And I feel like that's something that so many people mess up on.
0: I think so, too. For whatever reason, my recent Instagram post, someone put a bot on there and I comment to the bots. I'm that guy. (laughs) I think I
1: saw that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so he was like, no, this isn't a bot and it's not spammy. And he was basically saying that my page is on point and he can help me grow. And I'm like saying, hey, why don't you look at the company I work for? And then why don't you tell me why it's on point? What about is it on point? Is it that I travel full-time? Is it that I love my kids? Is it that I have a big old beard? Is it my tats? Is it that I'm tall? What is it that's on point? Because that's vague and ambiguous. And you obviously are just using a copy and paste tactic. He wouldn't want to let it go. He didn't want to say, you're right, you busted me, you caught me. I think there are ways of doing things very kind of copy and paste, unfortunately, because you know things are in the numbers. But it needs to just be genuine. Like I... I try to add a little bit of a relationship to everyone. And trust me, my humor gets me in trouble. I, sometimes I don't know if I'm if I'm direct messaging you or your wife and I'm like, well, I hope she realizes, if that's her reading it, I hope she realizes that's for Heath and not for her, <laughs> you know, because I have to even put a little asterisk, that's totally for your husband. Please make sure you understand this. Um, but I think it is. It's, it's if you go into it with the mindset that I'm going to get something from Heath, it's just a really crappy way of going about it, you know, and I... I don't think I messaged you and became friends with you to the idea to one day be on your podcast I definitely have always felt like oh after I've done this for a while I think I'd be a good guest. but that wasn't the idea I just wanted to get to know you guys. You guys are living the same life. I am Uh, You're obviously were a lot smarter and did it at a much younger age and, you know, for me, it was just about building the relationship. That was the goal. I want to build a friendship with you guys. If I saw you guys in a grocery store, you guys would be like, hey, it's Damien. I'd be like, hey, it's Ethan Aliza. What's going on? How are you guys?
1: Yeah. And that's something that changed for us to like literally the first month we were on the road. We went to a World Domination Summit a few years ago in Portland, Oregon. It's a conference for creatives and entrepreneurs and things like that. And we went there, and I had went to conferences when I was working for a software startup, and I was working in sales, so I very much had this mentality of I need to build leads because my company's paying for me to go to a conference. And it kind of was a sucky feeling because you meet people, and you even if you don't want an ulterior motive, like you literally have to have, like you have one built in. You're there to sell and to get leads, and go and report and follow up and get business. But when we went to this conference, we were living in an RV. We we had nothing to sell. We were there to help. We were filming. Uh, and so we were volunteers because you know we had reached out and asked about that too, and it was just one of those things. Like it was a huge mindset shift for me because. I had no motive to meet people and and really care like what they could provide for me. I just wanted to meet and hang out with people who, you know, like I wanted to be around and I wanted to build relationships with. And you know, like if we didn't hit it off for whatever reason, I didn't feel a need to like stick around with them and figure out how big of a social media following they have so we could like. Connect. I don't like none of that crossed my mind. It was like I want to connect and have a good experience and build relationships with people. And like that event has just been like one of the biggest spurts of our community on the road. And, and it's kind of just been that way. And I've kind of taken that approach with so many other things. Like anytime I go to an event, it's not about like trying to hit up everyone or trying to talk to all these different people or figure out who all's there. And it, and it kind of removes that FOMO because you always have that kind of thing when you go to an event too. Um, it kind of removes that factor as well.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. I think so for me when I was saying that I really kind of botched my first conference is, you know, we have these these three little sayings at social media marketing world. It's networking, discovery and fun. And no one's ever taught me how to conference well, and I just took those and realized that networking, discovery and fun are kind of thirds to this pie. And the first is networking for sure, but not like Like we're talking about, like, or I want to network just like, hey, what do you do for a living? Oh, you do what I do? Okay, next, because I don't need you as a friend. You just, you never know. It's really networking with anyone and everyone. And obviously you're meeting people from all over the world, which is fantastic. The discovery side is probably all I focused on was going to the sessions. And I didn't even go into the Expo Hall, which I did the next year. And I ran into two great products that really helped me at my job. And that was part of the discovery is people are scared to go into these you know expo halls because they just think they're going to be sold to and a good conference is taught their exhibitors Not to do that where you go there And you'll get a demo and you'll be able to check it out and the fun side obviously is the parties But I think a side I didn't think about was the ability to like be in the city Most of these conferences are in really great cities and I think from an employer standpoint If there are employers listening thinking about sending their people to conferences give them an extra day or even two at the end of the conference, whether it's San Diego or Seattle or Cleveland to let them explore the city on your dime. You're going to get so much out of it from just brand loyalty from your employee. Don't, cheap out on the extra 150 $200 hotel stay, you know, don't make them carry their suitcase around the last day of the conference, because you don't want them to stay one extra day.
1: Yeah, that's funny. I'm I'm also bummed that social media examiners conference is like the same time as the RV entrepreneur summit. So we're not going to be able to go to each other's events.
0: I am bummed, too. I think <laughs> I think I think Nikki's going to be in the area, but I definitely will be flying back in early. It gives me an opportunity. You know, obviously, San Diego's not that far from Los Angeles, so I could spend the weekend with the kids. And then for me, it's really a Sunday to Sunday event, even though our events only, you know, half Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 28th, 1st and 2nd of March of 2018. But I'll be there. It's really a, a whole week long. And I'm bummed, too. I mean, I really was excited and, you know, kind of planned around being in because I think I even reached out to you early on, like, hey, do you know when your dates are? Because I wanted to make sure that we were in that Texas kind of February, March area. When I saw it, I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, know, But it it happens. Like there's two giant conferences, content marketing world and inbound. They are actually on the same days in 2018. And they literally pull from the same speakers and from the same attendees. Like, I can't believe these two companies couldn't get where it's like, hey, look, let's not do it on the same three days. We're gonna hurt each other. They're gonna hurt each other. That's they're you know, you're pulling away a lot of people that have to decide between one.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I know you had your own agency and you were director of marketing for the mattress company for a bit, and now you're with social media examiner and you're doing you're starting to do some of your own content on the road. I'm just kind of curious, like zooming out for a minute and talking about social media as a whole and how it can be correlated to, you know, people doing content on the road or any any businesses like we've been doing a little bit of consulting with Winnebago on for their social strategy and not that we're experts or anything but we're kind of living and doing it all the time and so they're trying to figure out a lot of this as well and like it's been interesting to kind of be chatting with some bigger companies and you know one you figure out that nobody really has it all figured out and everyone's kind of learning a lot of it as they go but I would just be interested to hear like what are some of the things that you've been learning or thinking about from a social element that you just think are interesting
0: So to touch on something you just said, too, that's kind of an interesting point, and I'm going to say this and it sounds like I'm mad at you, but I'm not mad at you. It's so funny to me that like when I was in my 20s and 30s, I was like, in order to be where you could actually work with a company like Winnebago, you had to be in your 40s. You had to have like 25 years of experience for them to take you serious the generation and i have a daughter that's 26 and a son that's 24 and then uh, 18 and a 16 year old so i have kids that are in kind of that age bracket that they're living in like one of the greatest times that for some reason they're just not seen as immature and young so i I, and i'm stoked that winnebago saw an opportunity instead of bringing in which probably has been their client for decades the 55 and older that they're bringing in some of the, the the kind of the younger group and saying hey. How do we make this lifestyle look fun and interesting? So I'm glad that you're part of it, and I think I even saw like the the Fit RV folks were doing it, and there's a couple other people that I was like, this is great that Winnebago's doing a good job of bringing in like all different point views and age views as well. So just as a side note, but you know it's tough now that I'm finally of the age, I'm 46, I'm, t- I'm finally at the age to like <laughs> where it's I've got this like proof of work, and it's like, no, it's cool. We you know my cousin's 21, we're just gonna give it to him. What? It's so weird. <laughs> So let me just say, even though I work for Social Media Examiner, I I will never represent myself as any kind of expert or guru. And I think you did kind of a good job talking about that. I think if you really want to dive deep into any real kind of area in regards to social media, Social Media Examiner is the place to go. The content's free. You're going to learn a lot. Their podcast is great. Their live show on Friday is fantastic if you're looking for the new kind of tools and tricks. But I think just overall, what I think I'm coming away for moving into 2018 is uh, I actually just recently grabbed this book by Mark Schaefer, who I've been able to meet and hang out with and get to know, and then obviously dropping some wit and getting to know him. I mean, he didn't like one of my South comments. I ran it You know, I'm from Los <laughs> Angeles. I ran into some just an interesting kind of conversation in the South. He didn't like that, but it still built kind of an interesting relationship. And his book's called Known. And I think, look, I'm a sales guy. I mean, I don't want to sugarcoat it. I can call it biz dev, but it's, I'm a sales guy. And I've learned and always known that there's the KLT, the know, like, trust. And I need to get known in this space as someone that if you want to grow your digital marketing tool, service, or product, Damien is the guy to know. Like, that's really what I want to be able to do. And I think through social – and again, I have a different definition for social. Social is anything where there's a two-way communication. So texting is social. Cell phones are social. Social. Email is social even websites now which were really one-sided are now kind of social There's a lot of interaction going back and forth I think if I could say really what i'm looking for is I want to stay being authentic I don't want to be someone online And then when you meet me you're kind of like Hey, that's not the damien. I know And my 26 year old just went through this and I, I don't think she'll mind me saying this But she posted on instagram and said that she recently looked at her feed and she felt fake And I thought it was really nice of her to open up. And it opened up a lot of people because, I mean, I know every dad will say this. My daughter's gorgeous. She's a really pretty, funny, talented, amazing girl. So even though she thinks it looks fake, it really is who she is. But I understand that she's not showing every aspect of kind of our our failures. And I feel like that's part of social, is not just giving a one-sided view. I think you guys are doing actually a really good job with your stories. You're allowing us in your life. You're not you know, taking the time to like, I, I don't mean this in any because it's everyone and you're not trying to get your hair right or get the RV right or, you know what I mean? Like you're not putting this like, oh, we got to put this stuff away and clean it up. So people think we're always put together. And I think being authentic is huge.
1: It's so funny on, on that note, when it comes to like Instagram, and I've talked about this before, but i feel like some platforms and again this is probably the excuse of somebody who's not as like quote unquote good at them or or not but like with posting on instagram it's one of those things where i feel like it needs to be a certain quality of photo because it's like heavily curated lighting needs to be right it looks needs to look really pretty uh, but with something like stories, I'm like, okay, whatever, I don't care. Even though like they're literally getting viewed by the same people. It's just, the context is, is different. And, and with podcasting, I feel like it's something where you can just be insanely honest and vulnerable to the extent of like, should I be sharing this? I don't know. It's just kind of interesting to, to kind of think through also like which platforms yield themselves to authenticities better, even though they all should be. It's just, I found that some are easier for me than others.
0: No, I agree with that. I think what you're describing, too, is video five years ago. I mean, video five years ago, everyone thought had to be insanely perfect, and it doesn't. I got caught up in that, that until I got my Canon, until I got my drone, until I got all this stuff, I'm not going to try to vlog. You can vlog with your Samsung or your iPhone. You really can And I think we all get caught up that it has to be perfect, and it. And I think I'm learning more and more. I think Casey kind of, that said it recently, like, you know, good is good enough in a way. Like, just put it out there. Ship it. You know, don't worry about it. And, and I think, but what that brings is it just brings that you're authentic. You are who you are. And when I meet you guys, it's going to seem like if, if she doesn't have a glass of wine in her hand, your wife's fake because I think every photo she's got (laughs) a glass of wine in her hand. So when I meet her and it's not there, I'll be like, Hey, what's going on? Who are you trying to be? I think the other thing is adding value. And I think you guys have done a good job of that. You know what I mean? I really do. I mean, I think it's hard in social to not just have it be, it's about me and it's about look at me and there's a lot of, I don't want to call it snake oil, but there's a lot of people in this space where most of it is look at me. And I'm the guy that makes fun of people that, you know, that don't post forever, but then they'll post an, airfo- an airplane photo because it's that kind of, Hey, look at me and where I'm going. And, and I post some photos, you know, I've posted being in a KOA campground as much as I've been the in a boondocking spot on the lake. I can make this lifestyle look amazing and talk a bunch of people into it through photos. But, you know, that, with authentic and then adding value, I think telling people problems and things that come up and how it's hard is adding value. And I think that's really important. And I think the last thing I think for 2018, it's video and audio. I'm going to be one of those guys that say, you should have some sort of video output on a weekly basis and some sort of audio, whether it's if it doesn't necessarily need to be a podcast, but I think it's really important And I think, you know, finding your niche and doing that, I think is really, really important in 2018. I know you even talked about you want to start doing a lot more video coming up. Video is just powerful. And audio is fantastic just because I can do other things while listening to the audio. And with video, it's I have to be right there, fully engaged. But with audio, I can still write emails and respond to stuff and do some work or, you know, do the dishes, whatever it is. And I'm still being able to take in someone's content that's authentic and adding value and I'll listen to it all day
1: long. Absolutely. So speaking of authenticity, uh, it started raining in the RV uh, and I'm parked at my parents' house. Uh, so I, it was like pouring and I couldn't talk. So I had to take the uh, the laptop and the mic while I was uh, in the rain and run inside real quick. So I'm repositioning nice. right
0: now. Nice job, buddy. I had no clue. I yeah. was like, why is he letting me ramble so long? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's that's what's happening uh, in my world. Yeah. Yeah, the video has been a struggle for us. Just trying to figure out how to do that consistently. And I think in my head, I've made it to where it's like so much bigger than it is, even though like we've done some vlogs this year, you know, we haven't been super, super consistent. And, and I have put like zero mental bandwidth into it. Like it's been all Alyssa and I'll like pick up the camera and film. But in my mind, it's like, Oh, I shouldn't be focused in on that. If I'm also trying to build up campground booking, because then it's like my diversion of focus I, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to be super cognizant of that, but I also don't know if I'm already if I'm stoking myself out a little bit because we're already doing a lot of the work sometimes on like live and other things. So I don't know.
0: No, I hear you. I think for me, it was a little bit of concern with, you know, especially kind of being a new employee. And even though they have I, I think we have 45 employees and only like nine are in the San Diego office. All of them are basically remote. He hires the best talent no matter where they live. And for me, it was like I just don't want them thinking that I'm spending all my time trying to be the next you know fun with Louie kind of you know guy out there recording all this but then I would have people from work be like hey I thought you're gonna do videos hey I thought you were gonna vlog more and so I get caught in my own head too of it being perfect or what I need and it's really important even if there's just smaller but the thing that you nailed it is until you're willing to be consistent when it comes to video or podcasting there really isn't a reason to do it because it just without consistency it just it can't maintain itself nobody wants to you know wait 6 months for the next podcast or 3 months for the next podcast you know John Lee Dumas killed it because he realized that there are people that want a podcast every day they yeah. commute every day and so if you would have told me his plan I'd have been like nobody wants to listen to that per day but then I thought there are people that want they can't wait a week they go to the gym too much they commute too much.
1: And when I think of my own listening habits, when it comes to uh, podcast listening, I listen to them almost every single day. And you know, like sometimes there's podcasts that I love to listen to. And you know, they haven't shipped a new one this in the past few days. And I'm like, dang it, I've already listened to all these. Like, and like my favorite emails to get are the ones where people are like, I've, I've listened to every podcast episode and you need to come out with another one. And then, so that makes me think, oh crap, I need to be doing like three episodes a week Well, I'm having trouble to keep me up with two. So I'll do that first.
0: There you go. So, I, I totally agree.
1: I love that. So something we were talking about earlier, too, it was just why it's still important to attend in-person events, like even if you are doing a ton of your work online. So with you and Social Media Examiner and all the other events that I'm sure you've kind of been attending over the years, why do you think it's still relevant to attend in-person events?
0: Yeah, and I think this can be a little self serving. So I want to make sure that, you know, obviously with you having your own event and with I working for a company that has an event, it can almost be like, oh, this is their little Trojan horse to get us to go to their events. I, I don't want anyone to think that. I just want you to know the success I've had from events, whether it be uh, one, getting this job, two, growing the job that I had at the time, or meeting people. And I think you can do that at my conference if social media marketing world makes sense. You can definitely do that at the RV summit if that makes sense for what you're doing. But there are, thousands of conferences that where you can really get to know like-minded people and learn from each other. And I think the networking really needs to be at the forefront of any conference. And it's hard if you're an introvert or an extrovert. Networking's tough because you're just, you're putting yourself out there and it's a cold call in person. It's tough because it's not just you're reading a language or listening to a language, you're reading the body language, you're doing all that. So it is tough to do, but it's so worth it. And I just feel like You know, 10 years ago, I was telling people, put 10% of your budget into digital. Like, that was a struggle to get companies to realize. And now I feel like it's really hard to get companies to put 10% of their budget into live face-to-face kind of events, whatever it is. And, you know, so I look at, you know, the brand that you're helping at Winnebago, I just would think that they would be doing little pop-ups at, you know, large kind of campsites, because that's really a great way to just, you know, stop in, put it on someone else's time, get to know them. Don't try to sell them anything, add a bunch of value and get out of there. And you can do the same thing at events. I know without a doubt, because there are something like 500,000 events a year, small, medium, large, that there is an event out there for you that you can go that'll help grow your business or help grow your relationships to help grow your business. They're not that hard to find. If it's in the, the marketing space, Social Media Examiner, believe it or not, has a list of a ton of events that go on year round. None of them, only one of them, which is theirs. So even they believe it to the point where they push people to other people's events that maybe make more sense. So you can go there if the digital marketing kind of space is where you want to be. Uh, if it's, you know, an RV event, you know, maybe that's something, you know, Heath will do down the road is start showcasing all the other different RV events that you can attend. Because, again, yours is a two day or a three
1: day. It's uh, Thursday through Sunday. So, yeah, I so- guess four days.
0: Yeah. So there's a whole other 361 days a year where there's events. You know, you, you can, might want to filter out the ones that are in and around your date. No one's going to harm you for that. But at the end of the day, I think people will see, again, the transparency, the value. Because what you want to do is you want to help people get the contacts and the education they need. And whether that's your event or another event, it really works well.
1: Yeah. And I will say for us, I mean, granted, it was our conference that we hosted uh, this past year in Texas, but it was life-changing for us in a lot of ways. Because One for all the people that we met, building relationships with people who we had talked to online, but also uh, on the client side, you know, doing work with Winnebago, like they came to our summit this year, they saw a live stream that we were producing at our summit. They said, I love that you guys are doing this live stream. That's pretty cool. You know what? In the past when we've launched new RVs, we haven't really done much around the marketing. Like we've done some traditional stuff, but this seems pretty cool. Like let's let's do some cool video assets and host a big Facebook live stream. And we did that. And because of that, it's kind of spurred other things. Like we've went to a couple of shows with them and we've built more relationships with other companies in the industry that we wouldn't have really met if we went, hadn't went there in person. And it's kind of sparked up more conversations and it's not as sexy because it's like, okay, well now you're just talking about business to business. But I don't know, for me, even though I know that in-person still matters, it was just like a great reminder that, it can accelerate things at, to a totally different level. And there's so many people that, like, there was a couple who attended our summit last year. Their name's Brooke and Buddy Bomb. Like, they hadn't yet bought an RV. And I posted a, a story about them in the Facebook group yesterday. Like, they hadn't bought their rig. They were about to a week after our summit. They went out and bought a Winnebago RV. They had connected with the editor of Winnebago Life magazine at our summit, uh, reached out, and you know he took great photos. They wrote a couple of blogs about their experience, and they were she was good at writing and kind of you know a good communicator and you know somebody who was hungry if an opportunity opened up. She's now uh, grabbed the assistant editor job at Winnebago Life and is doing some other client work. And I had a. a the client that I was doing content for and I kind of am passing that off to her because we don't have time anymore. And, and it's just like all those opportunities came from, you know, our event and I'm not trying to like pimp out our event right now. It's, you know, like we're sold out, we're good, but it, it's still, it's a good learning to just be, you know, cognizant of, even though, you know, you're out and everything's online, there's still a huge importance of going to in-person events.
0: No, without a doubt. I think it's really for me too. So of the listeners that are coming to your event, I would try to start building the relationships now for the event and i I don't mean to put you on the spot do you have like a private event facebook group
1: yeah we do from last year and this year so we've already been like having a lot of communication and then we're also editing all the the videos from last year that they didn't get recorded locally in hd they just got pushed to facebook so we hired an editor to help us out and we're basically re-pushing out all the videos from last year to like give people content leading up to the summit
0: no, it's fantastic. I you know, so like I said earlier, this will be my sixth social media marketing world, but I think it's going to be my most kind of in real life connection. I've spent a lot of time in the last year getting to know our speakers better and then getting to know some of our regular attendees and even our newer attendees. And I know for me, the networking is gonna be at a 10X because of the effort and time I've put into building these relationships. So now when they become offline and online or you know, real world offline kind of relationships, there's a little bit of a context and content to it. And something else I, I forgot to kind of add earlier, I didn't really see this lifestyle traveling full time as being such a talking point. I just really didn't. I didn't think when I emailed people, like I started my emails like, like right now, it's, you know, hey, welcome from Daytona Beach, Florida. <laughs> and I've had and I'll do each email. I had someone like, dude, are you in the witness protection program? Why are you <laughs> always like in a different place? And I explain it. I can't believe the response to now we're like prospects to just be at our event are now following me on Instagram. Because they want, they're like, tell me more about this life. I've actually done probably more pitches on this life than I have, you know, on attending our event, just because that seems to get people really interested. But at the same time, I'm building that relationship. And that's a common denominator that, you know, you just, I didn't see happening with this life. I, I was almost going to kind of keep it quiet in a way. And then once I started more talking about it, I noticed my prospects were just like, well, tell me more. This is amazing. I want to do this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love it. And, and, you know, we've noticed that so much for us, too. I was going to ask you, uh, going back to the conference, what are some ways that you have been able to better prep and get better experience out of attending in-person events? You said the first year you kind of mentioned all the mistakes you made, like going there treated like school. So how do you actually, like, go to an event and optimize it? I hate that word. Uh, How do you actually go get the most from an event?
0: Okay. So what I think the first thing to do is what we just talked about. Start building those relationships. Most events will have some sort of LinkedIn group or a Facebook group that's for attendees only. And and get in there and start getting to know people. Start following the hashtags, whether it be on Facebook or Twitter that people are using or Instagram for the event. And start really engaging with people and then even start asking questions and adding values in those groups so that way when you're there there's already kind of a little bit of base of friendship the other thing i think you should do is pick five maybe is a lot pick three uh speakers influencers you'd like to meet uh depending on the conference one of our kind of secret sauces that I, I guess it's okay to talk about is that nobody gets paid to be on our stage and nobody can buy their way in our stage so when a gary vaynerchuk's there he's not getting paid he's there because he wants to be in front of Five thousand of the best digital marketers in the world it and not that i would say that you've seen him he interacts with everyone but i think for a lot of people it drops the ego there is no ego you you're there to speak because you've got the chops and you interact so i anyone i've ever wanted to interact with and for me at the time it was both the like the marcuses Marcus sheridan of the sales line and mark schaefer you, you can if you do it in the right way and go up and meet them and you know again don't ask them for anything just you know get to know them, thank them for the content they're providing. I think it's really interesting. You'll be surprised how those relationships build online. Me and Scott Stratton, if you've ever seen his stuff on marketing, we've actually built a good relationship online. When I ran into him, a content marketing world, he was hysterical. He came up to me and said, Hey, look, your beard has to be, you know, a hundred yards away from me at all times, you know, (laughs) because he doesn't like that I have a better beard than him is in his words, not mine. And it was just a funny, like, wow, I've really made. An impression on this guy that now we're kind of goofing off friends and if i ever really needed to pick his brain i bet it's there i have that opportunity now so figure out a few speakers now the other thing too is make the most of your time there too in regards to the parties and Also, just where you're at in the city, like spend some time unconferencing, get away from the conference. Hopefully the conference you're going to is going to have all the content available afterwards if you miss a session and you can do all that later. Spend some time, whether it's Cleveland or Boston or San Diego or Texas, wherever you're at, spend some time in the community. I mean, I think that's really important. A lot of people are, are really, they're airport to hotel to conference to hotel to airport. And that's a terrible way to conference.
1: Those are great tips. The last question I have for you, Damien, is something I ask each episode. But as you're out, you know, working with Social Media Examiner and working on the road, how do you define success in this lifestyle?
0: So in the lifestyle, I think it's really about the lifestyle throws me off. In life, I think I have the answer. But let me hold on. Lifestyle. And I really didn't want to prep this. I know you asked this. So I really <laughs> didn't want to prep
1: myself this. It's authentic for on me, the spot.
0: Yeah. I think for me, it's really about getting out of my comfort zone. I was so comfortable in California. I mean, I, I knew so many people, I know the areas, and I felt like this would really stretch me to just learn more about our country rather than just you know a single point of view of living in Los Angeles or Orange County my entire life. So it stretched me for that. But a side piece of this is, and I don't mind sharing this, this lifestyle leaving Los Angeles and doing this is actually a lot cheaper, it really is. And through this process, I'm able to do things which I find really successful. And that's helping my kids. You know, I've got a 26-year-old that's really self-sustaining. She really doesn't need any help. I have a 24-year-old that just moved to New York. I mean, literally packed a bag, bought a one-way ticket. He's an artist and made his way over there. It's nice to be able to help him financially. I have an 18-year-old that's, you know, like a pre-freshman in college living in an apartment with all the basketball guys. And if I was living back in Los Angeles, he'd be living with me. And that's just all there is to it. And I've got a daughter who loves to fly out to New York to visit her brother and her best friend who recently moved there. And I've been able to afford to put her on the plane weeks at a time or a weekend at a time that, again, if I was living in L.A. or Orange County, I just wouldn't be able to afford those things. So for me, it was that was a big part of this was that I'd be able to live my life in a really interesting way, find where I wanted to move outside of California, and then really be able to help my kids in a way that I just wouldn't be able to if I was still living in Los Angeles.
1: I love it. Those are those are great answers. Thanks, Damien. Uh, where can people connect and uh, learn more with you and see your epic beard online?
0: Yeah, so everything's at Damien Ross. I really didn't like that my parents spelled my name after the the Herman Hesse book, Damien, which is D-E-M-I-A-N-R-O-S-S, Damien Ross. I'm really everything on Damien Ross. The adventures with me and Nikki are at Hustle Highway. Uh, we try to document kind of a lot of the RV lifestyle there. And then obviously a big push for Social media examiner is really you want to go Socialmediaexaminer.com, go to the website you guys sign up for their blog If really a social media marketing or just digital marketing at a whole is something you really need to grow your business or Or the company you work for get on their radar. Let them send you their blog each week It's like ninety nine point nine percent ad free every once in a while There's a sponsor in those emails and something on the website but other than that you know, and they'll pitch tickets to the event and that's really it. But you get so much content. I've learned so much from it. That's why I needed to come to work for this company. It's fantastic.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I followed social media examiner over the years and listened to the podcast and got a ton of value from them. So thank you so much, man, uh, for being on the podcast. And uh, even though our paths aren't crossing this year at the summit, I'm sure that they will eventually.
0: Without a doubt. Yeah. You're going to be in Texas for what? All of
1: February, January, February.
0: Yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be driving through there. I guarantee you, you and I will have a coffee before early 2018.
1: Awesome! Thanks so much, Damien.
0: You bet. Take care.
1: Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into that interview with Damien. Go see what's up to him on Instagram. His Instagram handle is Hustle Highway, which is awesome. Whenever I saw that, I was like, okay. That's pretty cool Instagram handle. So go say what's up to Damien. Tell him that you enjoyed listening to this episode with him. If you did enjoy it, if you didn't, uh, let me know what we can do better or what kind of content that you want to be hearing on the podcast. That's one thing that I definitely want to continue striving to do in 2018 is to try to put out episodes that you guys want to hear. So if there's topics that you've really been wanting to listen to, but we haven't talked about them or I haven't talked about them or haven't brought on a particular kind of person that you want to listen to, It's kind of on you because you need to let me know that you want to hear that kind of person or that you want to hear a particular subject. So thank you guys for listening and I'll see you all next week on the RV Entrepreneur Podcast.